Welcome to the By Every Word Bible Study Podcast, where once a week we'll have some time to share with one another, looking at God's Word and how it can better our walk with Him. Please have your Bibles ready as we begin our time of study now. Welcome back to By Every Word. I'm so thankful for you listening today and hope you and yours are doing well. And it is my prayer that today we can look at the Word of God learn from it, and grow in our faith and knowledge together. Over the past couple of months, we have been viewing God's plan of salvation according to the Scripture. In this past study we had, we discussed baptism and the examples we have of baptism in both Acts chapter 2 as well as Acts chapter 8. And of course, there are more examples we have in the Bible, but we viewed those. And today, we will continue looking at baptism by examining what actually takes place when a person who is becoming a New Testament Christian is baptized. To begin our study, we will look at Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 7. I am using the New American Standard Translation from 1955, but feel free to follow along in any translation that you prefer. There the Bible says, starting in verse 3, Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin, for he who has died is freed from sin. When it comes to summarizing the importance of baptism, this may be the best section of verses in the entire Bible. And here we are given a view of what occurs during baptism. And it also shows us the victory that we are blessed with through Jesus and by Jesus and his sacrifice. And this victory, of course, given to us through baptism. We will now break this section down verse by verse. And let us read verse 3 again. Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? In this verse, we see this baptism being discussed in Romans chapter 6 is Christian baptism for salvation into Christ Jesus. We also see that it is being written to people who have already been baptized, for it says all of us who have been baptized. This verse is a reminder here showing the importance and the grace of Christian baptism and also everything that takes place during that baptism. We see this same idea presented to us in Galatians chapter 3 verses 26 through 27. There the Bible says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Through baptism, we are clothed with Christ. This means that our sins are washed away and the sacrifice of Jesus clothes our body into a newness of life. A newness of life that is only possible thanks to Jesus Christ. This newness of life also comes with a citizenship in the kingdom of God as we see in John chapter 3 verse 5. Our death with Jesus is not a physical death, of course, but it is a death to the physical desires of our physical life. It is a death to the wants we have as mankind, for those wants are sinful. 
We die to our old self, to our old desires. Now, does this death mean we will never sin again? No, but it does mean that our sins are forgiven and we should live differently after our baptism when compared to before our baptism. And this thought is further expounded upon in verse 4 of Romans chapter 6, where the Bible tells us, Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Being buried here through baptism reminds us that baptism is the immersion of an individual under the water. It is not a sprinkling. It is not going to be anything else but a complete immersion under the water for baptism. And we are buried by that water through baptism as God commanded. And baptism cannot happen by any other means. We must be immersed. Of course, with death that we have in baptism, there also comes burial. We have already died to our sins. We have died with Jesus, and now we are buried with Him. Jesus died on the cross, and through His death, He paid the payment for our sins. He paid the toll for our iniquities. We die knowing we will be resurrected both at baptism and, Lord willing, at the last day when Jesus returns. Jesus was resurrected. We are resurrected out of the water as Christians. And one day, if we are dead when Jesus returns, we too will be resurrected to go live in heaven forever. Death holds no dominion over Jesus. And resurrection is a guarantee for the faithful Christian. What does the Bible mean when it says we walk in newness of life? This is so much more than a symbolic life or a metaphorical life. In baptism, we are integrated into the body of Christ. Not only are our sins forgiven, not only do we have hope, we are now a part of the New Testament church. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 reflects this idea. There, the Bible tells us, I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. We live our new lives as Christians, living not as our old sinful self, but having Christ live in us and through us. Based through the gospel, we know how to act and how to think and how to feel, for we have the perfect example of Jesus Christ. We can focus our vision on the Lord instead of wasting our time in the sinful desires of this physical life. For us, our life, our entire existence, is wholly devoted to Christ Jesus. Again, not saying we live a perfect life but we do live a new, forgiven life from Christ's blood on Calvary. We live our lives not by the flesh, but by our faith. We walk in newness of life thanks to Christ Jesus, and this means that our walk is different. Notice again here, all of this change, this newness, takes place after baptism. And also, this verse we just read is a callback of sorts to Romans chapter 6, verses 1-2. through There the Bible says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? May it never be. 
How shall we who die to sin still live in it? Again, we remember that this chapter is written to people who have already become Christians through baptism. In this newness of life, we do not continue in our life to sin so the saving grace of Jesus can continue to abound. We are dead to sin. We have died to earthly desires. And how can we continue to live in something in which we have died to? Simply put, we cannot. We still sin, and sin itself is a separation between us and God, even after baptism. But if we maintain our focus, we have the saving grace of Jesus. We can still be forgiven. If we strive each day to live in that newness of life, then we live for Christ, not for self. Now, let us read Romans chapter 6, verse 5. There the Bible says, For if we have become united with Him in the likeness of His death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of His resurrection. We notice here that our resurrection being discussed is not actually talking about the last day when Jesus returns, although we do have that hope if we are a Christian who has died in this life. This verse is talking about the resurrection that takes place during baptism. We know that because our resurrection and baptism baptism is being compared to the likeness of Jesus' resurrection after his crucifixion. We know that because we die with Jesus before our resurrection. We also see a requirement here. This resurrection comparison only stands if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death. Of course, as we have studied thus far, this is possible. We can become united in this way, and we are united in the likeness of that death through baptism. Through baptism, we are active participants in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We die to our sin just as Jesus died on the cross. We are buried in water through baptism just as Jesus was put in the tomb. And we are resurrected into newness of life, clean and forgiven by the lifeblood of Jesus Christ. Now let us read Romans chapter 6, verse 6. The Bible says there, Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. How is our old self crucified with Jesus? To get a better idea about this, let us read Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 through 26 together. There the Bible tells us, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will the profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Today in modern religious society, a cross is a symbol we are proud of. We are proud of the cross for we know what it means to us. We understand the fact that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He died on Calvary carrying our sins we can be forgiven. And the fact that the perfect sacrifice of Jesus took our sins with him so that we can be set free is something to celebrate. And a cross is a symbol reminding us of that. However, in the context of this verse, The cross of the people that Jesus was talking to would have been a terrible thing. 
The cross was reserved for only the worst of the worst in society. It was the punishment given for those who have been robbers, those who have badly hurt or killed people. The worst people were given crucifixion on the cross as their punishment. And also we understand that Jesus said this before his crucifixion, before he was put on the cross. However, what Jesus is commanding them to do here is the same for us today. To die to self and to live for Jesus. And it is also foreshadowing Christianity and it foreshadows the ideas we have in Romans chapter 6 as we have read today. If we choose to save our life, meaning we continue to sin and not adhere to the word of God, if we choose to save our life, then we will lose it. However, if we lose our life for Christ's sake, if we give up our sinful desires for Jesus, then we will find it. Now, this is not talking about us being required to be martyrs or give our lives up, literally, for the cause of Christ. Although in times past this has happened before, rather, the Bible was saying here that we lose our life in regards to how we live it. Do we live for the flesh, or do we live in faith for the Spirit? Living for the flesh may eventually gain us the whole world. However, what is the world worth if we lose our soul in the process? Going back to Romans, living this way, living for Jesus, frees us from the shackles of sin. Sin, along with its promise of death for those who die in their sin, is a very real threat, and it does imprison us if we are not forgiven. It shackles us, and we lack freedom because without Jesus, we are bound to our sin for all of eternity. However, through Jesus, we are free. Jesus takes our burden of our sin and gives us His burden which is rest. We have freedom from the restraints that sin imposes on the lost. We have freedom through the saving blood of Jesus Christ. Verse 7 shows us this by saying, For he who has died is free from sin. So far, as we reflect on our study today, we understand that baptism is burial that takes place when we die in our own sinful nature and we are saved and resurrected through the lifeblood of Jesus. Notice again with all this in our minds today that this does take place through baptism. Not a metaphorical baptism, but rather baptism of water from Jesus through the Holy Spirit and through the blood of Jesus. We are buried in our immersion under the water. We are resurrected out of that water into a new life as Christians. And last week in our study, we talked about the Ethiopian eunuch. And just like the eunuch, we can come out of that water rejoicing, for we have been saved by Jesus Christ's sacrifice. And we see this truth even more in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 18-22. through 22. There the Bible says, For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. In which also he went and made proclamation to the spirits now in prison, who once were disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the water. Corresponding to that, baptism now saves you, 
Not the removal of dirt from the flesh, but an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is at the right hand of God, having gone into heaven after angels and authorities and powers have been subjected to him. That section of scripture corresponds so well with what we have studied today and really baptism as a whole. We understand that here in God's word, we see that baptism saves us. It is not a work. It is not the fact that our flesh is cleansed from the water. It is the fact that we appeal to God. We are obedient. Just as Noah was obedient when he built the ark, we are obedient today. Just as Noah followed all God said, he followed all of God's instructions. He made the ark the way he was supposed to. He gathered the animals the way he was supposed to. He did not add or take away from God's plan. Baptism. It's not adding or taking away. Rather, it is us, being like Noah, faithful to God. Baptism is essential, as is every part of God's plan of salvation. Baptism is also what saves us. It is the moment we go from being lost and full of sin to being clean, having our sins washed away, and knowing that the hope of heaven is real. We are free from the shackles of sin from baptism. And now we start our lives as bondservants of God, resurrected out of the water with Jesus into the newness of life that we have as Christians. Not sinning so grace may abound, but living our life so grace may abound. Today, I hope we all better understand the vitality and the importance of baptism. And today I hope, if we are already members of the Lord's church, that we work harder than ever to live in that newness and neglect the old sinful lifestyle, as hard as that is at times. In the next lesson, Lord willing, we will continue by viewing common questions about baptism, what the Bible says about it, and we'll wrap up our current lesson on baptism. I love you. God loves you. And I hope that you and your family are well. Let us live this week in that newness of life as Christians. Let us let our light shine for all to see. And always, may we live by every word.